I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm really excited. Uh, we've had uh, Jim Hancock as a regular commentary uh, provider here on the Price of Business show for quite some time. He's incredibly savvy in the technology space. And uh, recently he has uh, uh, begun to join us to do actual interviews on a regular basis about his research and work in the technology space. He's a leading authority in this in this space. His website, by the way, is jlhancock.com. That's jlhancock.com. He's an author. Uh, he's an author of uh, primarily uh, novels, in fact, uh, that deal a lot with uh, issues that relate to technology and national security and a lot of these issues. And during his time in the military, Jim worked away in the dark, dark corners of the government intelligence communities. He learned two Asian languages and eventually conducted over 100 combat operations with special operations forces in Iraq, Afghanistan, and the Philippines. And so he has a fascinating background. Um, love having him on the program. Love doing this work with him. And, again, you can learn more about him at jlhancock.com. Jim, uh, we always love having you on the program. Really excited to talk about our content today. Obviously, uh, outside of uh, uh, the war in Europe and outside of political scandals, it seems like the biggest topic going on in the media as far as the news cycle is what's going on with the strikes in Hollywood and how it's impacting all of our entertainment. And recently, uh, the courts have been making decisions around artificial intelligence, which has become centerpiece in the whole debate uh, and, uh, and the whole strike situation in Hollywood. Uh, Jim, why don't you go ahead and set the stage for that topic? A lot going on with AI and copyright. Yeah, so the, recently, as of August 21st, the D.C. courts have basically ruled that a work of art created by artificial intelligence without any human input cannot be copyrighted under U.S. law. And this is an interesting ruling because the fact that the, if you go to, for example, like copyright.gov, which is the actual government website associated with copywriting, that they have been working as almost not so much as a task force, but as an initiative to examine copyright law and policy issue raised by artificial intelligence technology and the scope of that copywriting. But this is the first time that they've actually ruled on anything specific to the outcome with that. And to give people content, context is, so AI, in order for AI to create something like a, 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 any type of mid-journey like website, like content is, they have to pull from a database of other images that already exist. And that database of images has to come from something that they can create a statistical model off of and say from a probability standpoint, this fits in with the model of an object that they are trying to create. And that's how a lot of these transformers and generative artificial, uh, uh, gen generative adversarial networks and artificial neural networks work is they really have to have a database of images. But what's interesting about that is there's two sides to that problem from the copyright standpoint. One is if you use that content to create something, none of that original content to begin with was yours. And since it wasn't yours and a human wasn't involved in the creation of that, the government's basically saying, yeah, you have no right to put a copyright or patent on that stating that it's your uh, property and that you can make money off of it and that nobody else could use that same image for their own personal use because you didn't create it either. 
And then on the other end, the, the, the way that this ties in with the SAG actress strikes and the different things happening in Hollywood is that the, act, the Screen Actors Guild is arguing back to the back to the movie producing industry that hey, you know, you can you want to take our likeness, you want to take our writing, and you want to use all of that content to create new things. However, you're also saying you don't want to pay anyone for it because this is that dual-edged sword of who created it, where did it come from, and when it's output, that product comes into existence, how are you able to use that, right? And so the Screen Actors Guild is basically saying, hey, you need to constantly be using the new content that we've created. But this new recent ruling by the government kind of puts the movie industry a bit in a bind as well because if they take some of that other content that's publicly available and they push out a product, they don't have the copyrights on it either. So there's technically no way to control whether or not it's bootleg, broken, stolen, whatever, because they don't technically own it either. And so this creates an interesting dilemma in the AI space going back and forth uh, between those two uh, elements. Yeah. So um, first of all, how high level in the courts did this go? In according to, if you looked, uh, according to Reuters, this was up at the D.C. court. So this is not, uh, it hasn't quite reached its way all the way up to the Supreme Court, but it's it's getting its way up there. Yeah, it's a question of when, not if, obviously, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, so obviously, you know, I, I look at this situation, and what comes to mind is the, uh, uh, you know, there was kind of a, almost a sense of unlimited wealth, if you will, for for the industry uh, if they were able to pull this off. It, 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 you see this court, which the D.C. court is you know, noted for being liberal, being more progressive. Um, it'd be interesting to see how it goes up through the Supremes. But the economic hardship for creators, original creators, is going to be devastating if in the end it is in favor of the uh, industry. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. There's so many lawsuits going on right now associated with the content of AI that I, I really don't see how it's going to be working out positively for anyone other than, well, I, it's it's going to hurt pretty much everybody in some respect, but these AI models, it's really hard for them to know some in many cases where they're pulling the data. So companies like OpenAI have a, a big dilemma on their hands moving forward because they, since you don't know really where the content's coming from, how do you know that you're infringing on someone's copyright? Yeah. And so and that's they're the, having to that, dig that down. I'm yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Yeah, so that, that yeah, uh, and uh, that is where it gets that those blurred lines. And you used an expression early, earlier that I think will be used a lot in courts, assuming that it's the language of the courts, that's solely from AI. And none of it solely, is it? It's all being manipulated, something being added by, you know, rarely is it solely AI. And so there's a lot of gray area and a lot of nuance in all this. Yeah, whether or not they're going to – because really the only interaction you have if you're using an AI tool to create the content is putting in a prompt and then modifying that prompt to tweak and create that. And do they consider that human input or do they consider that just the AI tool continuing to tweak what's created? Because really that's, there's no difference between is that – yeah, exactly. Are they defining that as human input? Because it's the same as if I were to tell an, an – if I were like when I created my books and I was talking to the designers and I said, can you add more of this particular element to the image? That's basically just me giving a prompt. They're still mm -hmm. the ones creating it. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a very interesting dilemma. It's going to be very interesting to see how this evolves, you know. And, and so with that that whole caveat that it must not be solely done by AI, again, how much human interaction is required to make it unique. And those kind of nuance arguments are very difficult to adjudicate on in courts. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Jim, always love having you on the program. Final thoughts as we begin to wrap it up. Also make sure you mention your website again so people can get more information. Yeah, so the, the element with the development of AI is obviously ongoing, and if you want to learn more about that and learn more about some aspects of some of the things that I, I spoke about, uh, you feel free to check out my website, jlhancock.com, where in the behind the text section I write down, I, I go into some of the technology that I write about in my books. It's a bit tongue-in-cheek, but it's also it's very entertaining. Uh, once again, that website is jlhancock.com. Yeah, check it out. There's a lot of great resources there. There's a very well-developed uh, uh, website and uh, plus, make sure you check him out over at thedailyblaze.com where we have all of this great content to archive. Uh, Jim, always love having you on. Look forward to our next chat. Great. Thank you for having me. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this.